Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen along with Schwan Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, all the fights that we talk about on the blog, uh, ones from last weekend, uh, are usually up the next morning. Uh, so they are, they are all on my blog, so be sure to check them out. All right, so let's start with last Saturday show uh, we had at, at uh, sorry, Flyweight. Uh, Karini Silva, Poliana Botello with a um, dark joke, Schwan. And uh, Karini, she's from Curitiba, Brazil. She trains with Gilles Ribeiro. Uh, Poliana trains at Nogueira. She says now she's training with different coaches now. I don't think it helped much because Karini uh, knocked down and put her in a dark choke, and that was it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that it didn't. I don't know that it didn't help her. It's just she's facing a person. Uh, Pollyanna is a person who relies on her physicality and her athleticism herself, and she's facing someone who is a much better athlete, who's a much better finisher, and who's who's much a much more physical fighter. So some of the spots she likes to get to and some of the things she likes to do, she wasn't able to do against her, and it made it easier for Silva to take over. Because Polly, Paul, she's she's kind of a bully, and against Karina, she wasn't able to bully her. She got backed up, and she doesn't have the defensive skills to to work her way out of a position, or or the athleticism to turn a fight around. So I guess the main thing, uh, uh, Schwan, is we want to see Karina against the right fight. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. You you might want to give her maybe another another fight to let her kind of find her way a little bit. Maybe give her something a little bit better. And Pollyanna, someone who could offer some resistance, maybe someone who's a better technician or someone who's a better athlete. Yeah, that's about it. And, and Pollyanna, I don't know. She, she, she probably isn't a UFC-level person, but for a few moments, she, she, was able, she was able to hang in there. It's just ultimately with her style against this kind of athlete, she was never going to have sustained success because all of her success is based on her ability to back you up. And it, in in one training camp, you can't go from a all forward fighter who uses their physicality to a fighter who uses timing and defensive awareness. That's not going to happen overnight. That takes multiple camps and extended time off. I don't know that she's ever going to take that time off. So as long as you put her against secondary athletes or third, she'll do well. She'll have wins. But once you start putting her up against the high second and the low f- first level athletes, she's going to lose and lose repeatedly because she doesn't have the skills to play a different game and she's not a big enough athlete or dynamic enough athlete to, to compete against those kind of fighters. Yeah. She'll probably end up in Invicta. Yeah. Well, she'll do well in Invicta. It's a, it's a lower class athlete. She can fight. She's just not a really good fighter. There's not a lot of depth to her game. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. So we had Karolina Kolakiewicz beat Felice Herrig with a rear naked choke. Okay. And what do we say about this fight last year? That would be a loser leaf town then. Sure enough, that's what it is. But the, but the thing here is that the thing here is that um, Carolina finally did what we're talking about. For what we've been talking about for years. She, you know, she's now being trained at American Top Team. 
she actually asked Joanna for a reference. And so she went down there. She's training with different things. But the point is, she's not training with her husband anymore. Okay. And she did oh. stuff in she did stuff in this fight, Schwan. I don't think she's ever done it before. Yeah. Yeah. I I when I when I criticized her camp, my criticism for them wasn't wasn't as bad as it seemed because they came up with a style that Mac, they they came with a style that maximized her physical tools and allowed her to make huge steps forwards in a short period of time, which is very good. But the thing is, you have to know who your fighter is, and you have to start layering their skills. Now, once again, if you're a Jessica Andrade type, you can do that. Bully, I'm going to tie you up and run you over because you had those physical tools. Carolina never had those. She was just very tough and very well-conditioned and pretty strong. But she's not a dynamic puncher. She's not a dynamic athlete, and she's not super, super durable, as we found out the past three to four years. She's, she's just not. So they set her up. They just didn't have any other – they didn't have anything else to offer her as a skills trainer. So now American Top Team, she's starting to use her footwork a little more. She wasn't as – even though it's against Herrick, and Herrick's not a great athlete or a great striker, the, the, the Carolina we saw was actually getting away from punches, moving in circles. Um, she was busier. She, she set up her clinch attempts a little bit better. And when she got to her clinches, instead of just throwing knees and short uppercuts, she was throwing elbows. She was throwing a combination of strikes to overwhelm somebody. If she would have been the Carolina from about a year ago, she would have gotten beaten by Herrick. Because Herrick didn't fight a bad fight. I thought she was uh, definitely had slowed down. Oh, yeah. She, was, she wasn't as fast as she was. But the last two times I've seen Carolina Kovacavich, it would have been a tight fight. But Herrick would have beaten that girl because she was gun shy. She was still walking into punches. She had no defensive footwork. And she was reaching for her clinches. This time she was setting them up so she would get a clean entry. Before, she was reaching for them. And people were counting her right down the middle. She had cleaned up a couple of these. I don't even know that she added so much. She just cleaned things up and refined them. The setups were better. I don't know that the technique was so much different, but how she set up the technique changed it dramatically. Well, uh, afterwards, Felice said she was going to retire if she lost, which she did. But she hasn't retired. For, from my understanding, she's probably going to end up in uh, bare knuckle fighting championships. Well, I can see that because, once again, you're, facing, you're not facing as good of athletes. Lise isn't a bad striker. She she's got a fairly decent chin, and she's probably, she's probably faced better strikers. She she might be able to make that transition. To be honest, I don't know that she'll be great at it, but she'll definitely better than Paige Van Zandt. Well, I mean, I think she's slowed down a lot. Yeah, but the people she's facing aren't going to be lightning quick either. Now, uh, Carolina also said in it, it uh, the Ariel Hawani show yesterday. She said that if she had lost, she was going to retire. And rightfully so. She wasn't just losing. She was taking tremendous beatings, cracked orbitals, getting like losing rounds, multiple rounds, 10-8. She couldn't even effectively defend herself. She was she was going to have to consider retiring. She wasn't even competitive. She was un- incapable of defending herself. That's how bad it got. Well, let me ask you this question, okay? Would you agree with me that she looked really good? Carolina? Yeah. I'd say she looked, she, looked, she, looked, she looked much better, yes. Could she get back to the title picture? In the women's division, there's enough fights where she could get back into contender, con- contention because there's still enough fighters who are right around that Felice Herrick level right now, even now. And if she fights the right way, she, she could be in contendership. I don't know that she, she didn't win a title the first time. I don't know that she wins one now. 
but she could work her way back into contendership, especially if she's going to be more defensively aware and you and use kind of her length and her cardio intelligently instead of just walking into shots and trying to bully people. Well, we'll see. Okay. Um, you know, it's, fun, it's funny because the police's first loss in that four fight win streak, loss streak was to Carolina and the, and the fight that took her out of the UFC was also to Carolina. So it's kind of like weird kind of bookend. I guess. Okay. The third fight on this show, this was at flyweight. It was Aaron Blanchfield beat JJ Aldrich with a very slick guillotine choke. And it's a typical JJ Aldrich fight, Schwan. I mean, she was fine in the first round, but you know, because we know she's well coached and everything like that. It's just that she ran out of talent. And, yeah. And and Aaron, I mean, she won the first round, but uh, Aaron figured her out. And she got good coaching between rounds. And that guillotine choke was, uh, you can't argue with that. Yeah, the biggest problem for Aldridge, as we've said this before, she's very, she's very well prepared as far as strategy and skill. She can grapple a little bit. She can wrestle. She's not a great striker, but she has a style of striking that's been refined and used for maximum success as far as keeping her safe defensively and making her efficient offensively. But the thing about it is for her to win fights against the better opponents, she's almost got to fight a perfect fight. And even in fighting perfect fights, she doesn't have enough power or athleticism to run somebody over or to finish someone. So she'll come out early. She'll get a lot of work done. She'll ha- have somebody She'll have somebody off balance. She'll, she's throwing a lot of volume. She's cutting them all, keeping them from escaping. She's making it hard for them to hit her. But she's not doing enough damage to make them gun shy. She's not doing enough damage to hurt them. And she's not a good enough athlete to take someone down and hold them in a position. She can't take you down and pin you down and beat you up. She can't hold you up against the cage. And she can't rock you with any shots. So against those better athletes, even if they don't make a a technical adjustment, they know she can't really hurt them. They know she can't really control them. They know she can't bully them. So when you know somebody basically is no physical threat to you, then you can ramp up your athleticism. You can ramp up the aggression. You can take more chances because you know they don't have anything to, to threaten you with and you have everything to threaten them with. And that's essentially what costs her fights every every um, time. The difference with Aaron is Aaron at least has a – she has a fair amount of skill and she has a depth of skill that allows her to make actual technical adjustments. She didn't just have to Donkey Kong her like, or Hulk her like Macy Barber did. Aaron Blanchfield was able to set things up and then instead of trying to – Punisher, she just grabbed the submission and finished her. But ultimately, it was the same thing as every fight. Speaking of Macy Barber, um, Aaron uh, challenged the winner of, I think it's Macy Barber versus Jessica I. Like, she wants to challenge whoever wins that. She actually said she doesn't care who she fights, but she figured she'd call them out. Call them out. But she, we have to see her against a ranked fighter. Yeah, I mean, she's got enough talent where stylistic matchups aren't going to kill her as much because she's big and strong. She's probably one of the better grapplers in the division. I don't know many people can survive multiple exchanges or scrambles with her. And I think she, I think even though I don't think she's the best striker, she has a little bit more power than them. So she's going to be able to just get by on her talent in a lot of fights. My concern for her is she doesn't, she can be pressured. J.J. Aldridge is not a physical dynamo. She's not a big puncher. And Aldridge was backing her up and giving her issues as far as controlling her and imposing her will on her. A better athlete is going to be able to do more harm with that. Yeah. And so Barbara, could, Barbara could, could be a real problem. But once again, Barbara doesn't has, has some technical things where she could just get submitted the same as anybody else. 
but she's going to have issues against more physical fighters because she does not like pressure. Yeah, well, I I presume that her coaches are aware of this, so they're probably working on some things. Need, need right. to work on that. Need to work on that jab and that footwork because all that's right. That's right. Now, all those three of those fights are up on my blog. So let's go on to Saturday's show, which is in Singapore of all places, UFC two seventy five. So first of all, we've got Valentina Shevchenko defending the flyweight title against Taylor Santos, and it's like, listen, Taylor Santos is a decent fighter. Uh, she's from Florianópolis, Brazil. She trains in Thai Brazil. Flory head coach there is Marcia Malco. She, her teammate is actually Marina Rodriguez. Um, I just don't believe that beating Joanne Wood and Roxanne Mataferi means that she's ready for a title shot. Well, based off her, based off who she's beaten, I understand that argument. Because Mata, well, is a good win. Joanne, Joanne Wood, everybody who's gotten a title shot has had to essentially beat her to get it. So that's that's par for the course. It's not so much who she's beaten. It's kind of how she's beaten them and the physical tools she has. One of the main advantages that Valentina Shevchenko has had in facing people is nobody's been a big enough athlete to stand up to her when she clinches or tries to bully them. Nobody's been a good enough athlete to be able to hurt her or to give her any issues as far as speed or power. And that's, that's the big adjustment. Caitlin Chukagan didn't have the physicality or physicality to back Valentina off or to hurt her. Uh, who else? Lauren Murphy didn't have the, didn't have the physicality or the power to hurt her, the athleticism, the matcher. Same thing with Jessica. I and at Bantamweight, Jessica I was considered a quick dynamic fighter at this weight, Jessica I is more of a, a grinding fighter who uses her strength to overwhelm people. But she couldn't do that either. Talia Santos is the first girl who's shown physical strength and dynamic athleticism where if she lands a shot, she could possibly hurt Valentina. And Valentina won't just have clear advantages in speed and timing and aggression. If Valentina hits her, she can stand in the pocket and hit Valentina back. And when Valentina tries those takedowns, unlike Chukagan, who's not very tall or long, or Jessica Andrade, who's not very tall or long, Santos is tall and long, and she knows how to use her length. So now Valentina's going to have to work to land strikes. She's going to have to work to get in position. She's going to have to work to tie her up. This isn't Jennifer Maya, who just throws punches every once in a while. This is a long, athletic, busy fighter who at least has a certain depth and competency in her striking, which is something she hasn't really faced recently. So, Schwant, to make a lot of people think that she can win this fight, what Taylor needs to do, in my opinion, is really get off to a good start. If she loses round one, okay, decisively, I don't know if she can come back from that. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, it's hard with um, Valentina because she's a momentum fighter. She's a safety first fighter. Valentina's not a destroyer. She only destroys girls who are far below her athletically. Against the better athletes, she never does that. It's all decisions. So you don't want her to get momentum. What I would think Talia has to do is come out and establish her range. She needs to be pumping that jab. She needs to be throwing the front kick to the body. And she needs to have that. She needs to be jabbing to the body and the head. And she needs to throw she needs to throw body head punches. She needs to change levels so that Valentina can't just get in on a takedown or tie her up in a clinch, which means you have to attack multiple levels. Kick to the leg, kick to the body, punch to the head, punch to the body. And she has, like you said, she has to come out first and she has to establish her range. Because once Valentina finds her range and she gets her timing, then she just starts, it's like a it's like a boulder picking up speed. Destroy 
in front of it. You have to deny her those spots. You have to make her work to those spots. And you have to hit her in coming into those spots to make her hesitant or to make her ineffective when she gets to those spots. But if you just let her take you down early, left and right, and put you on your back, Santos is probably a better grappler than a lot of people and can threaten from it. But you're giving up position and you're letting her build momentum. And mentally, once she finds her groove and she finds success, she usually doesn't go away from it. Usually that just helps her. So you got to make her come out to a rough start and make her feel like she has to make an adjustment or she needs to do something different. And once you do that, now you have a chance. Well, it's like I said before, I just think there's a big talent gap from who she's beaten and challenging for this title. That you, you're you're right, but there's also a big and and once again she has that experience and she her refinement is real sharp because she knows what to do, she knows how to make it work. She's faced really good athletes, but she hasn't faced this combination of an athlete with striking competency who's got real athleticism. That's the first time she. I mean, Jessica Andrade, for all the improvements she's made, is not a top level striker. She's effective, but she's not really good as a striker. Santos is. Santos is long. Santos can stay at range with Valentina and make it a, a, a long-distance striking combination, she's going to have to work to her, work to get to her. So it's not so much that Santos has beaten so many people, but it's the tools she has and the, and the physical stature of her that, that presents some possible questions and the fact that she should be aggressive. Everybody else, I think, is really scared of her. I don't think Santos is scared of Valentina. And in between her length and her athleticism and her willingness to engage, I think we could have a much better fight than you're thinking. This this isn't Jennifer Maya. She's got a better skill set than Jennifer Maya. No, she's got I. There's no question she's better than Jennifer Maya, but it's one thing, like who she's beaten and who she's facing here. It's a whole different world, man. True enough, but compared to who Juliana Pena had beaten and who she was facing, it was a whole different world oh, there too. And that reminds me, what I think will happen when I expect. Valentina to win. What I think will happen after this is she's going to, if Juliana Pena defends the bantamweight title, that's who she's fighting next. Yeah, I think I think that'd be the one that would sell. I mean, either way, if it's Nunez, it could be Nunez or Pena, and that would sell now because Nunez isn't invincible. She got beat in a crushing manner. Pena's already got a loss to her, so that sets up a big fight between two type, two different weight oh, classes. And, and and let me remind you that around the corner of Flyways is. Manon Firo. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're trying to. They're clearly trying to move her in position. And if, and if for some reason Valentina won, they'd move her up. She they wouldn't let her stay at that other weight class, and then they could get their other. I don't want to say golden girl in there because it's clear they have a path for her. They want her to get a head start as far as being a title title contender or a champion. Well, she but could yeah, win. and she could win too. But but one more thing about Valentina, and I know I know Talia isn't the same as Amina's. I think she actually has cardio and won't quit when she's getting beat up. She might, but so far she hasn't. The last time that Valentina has really faced someone who was big and strong and long and physical and athletic and could do damage, she did not look the same as she has against other fighters. She beat Holly Holm, but the way she beat Holly Holm isn't as dynamic or, or non-competitive as other people. And the way she beat when she competed with Nunes, she didn't fight Nunes the same way because Nunes, her size and her length, was a threat. And I think Santos is a better striker. She's not as big a hitter or as strong, but I think she's a much better striker. I think she's a much better grappler too. So Valentina fights different when somebody can match her physically. She's not as aggressive and you can find spots to attack her. You just have to take chances. She wasn't as aggressive against Carmouche. 
She wasn't as aggressive against Andrade. She wasn't even as aggressive against Jennifer Maya. And I think Talia Santos is better than all three of them. I don't think there's any question about that. I just think, you know, she's got to prove that she could do it. Yeah. All right. But, we have the yeah. big rematch here. It's Strawley. Uh, Zhang Lili versus Joanna Rajicic. Uh I thought Joanna might retire. And she got what she wanted. I just don't think she's going to this fight. Just... Two-year layoff, Schwan. Over two years. We're talking almost two and a half years. And she wasn't that good before that. She wasn't the same fighter uh, two and a half years ago that she was five years ago. Completely different yeah. fighter. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if she chose to engage in a, in a, in a firefight with Whaley or if she was forced to. I didn't really see Whaley do anything that forced her into those firefights. It seems like Joanna knows that she can't she can't fight at that pace anymore. Either she doesn't have the cardio or or she didn't have the focus for whatever reason because I think she could if she could turn the clock back, supposedly she's a better athlete, supposedly she's got better training. If she could get back to who she is as a fighter, which is a volume fighter who uses heavy footwork and a lot of combinations in her limb, I really feel that she has a chance to win this fight. She just can't get into a firefight with Whaley. Sean, her body's Sean, let me let me ask you a question. When was the last time you you had to finish a fight? I don't I, not, I don't know when she's finished. I not but I don't long I think she long time ago. I, I don't think she has to finish. I think she has to get back to being I'm pumping my jab. I'm using my footwork. I'm switching directions. I'm walking you into shots and getting away to you. When she mm. when she fought Wiley, she sat down on her shots and, and she went to war with her. And and Joanna's not that kind of puncher. She's not a heavy puncher like that. She can't really go to war with somebody. She just threw a lot of volume that kept her in there. Schwan, I don't think she can fight like that anymore. I, I, I don't think she can either. But I have to say that if she can, there's a she's a very live dog in this. And and let's be honest. Even though she wasn't at her best and she was clearly not the fighter she used to be, she still gave Wiley everything she could handle. It wasn't like she just got beat up. Yeah, but then there's the two-year layoff. Yeah, uh, the two-year layoff is 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 a concern for me. And I, 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 I always favor a fighter who's being more active and being more experienced. But then, you know, you see what Dominic Cruz did a couple of times. You see a couple of the guys who turned that trick and you're like, she, well, it's she, not impossible. She ain't Dominic Cruz. Well, t- technically speaking, as as a champion, she was more dominant than Dominic Cruz for a while. So, anyways, I'm going with Zhang here because I just think that she's uh, been more active. For me, for me, she won. For me, she won that. For me, she won the title. Do you think her new training, like going back by herself, do you think that's going to affect her adversely? No, you know, she only did that for uh, the last couple of weeks, I think. And, okay. and I think for the most part, she's still training with Henry Cejudo. Okay. I just wonder because one of the main things that Rose did, even though Rose, you feel Rose might have lost that fight, the fact of the matter is she's always had issues with distance management. She throws a lot of strikes at the wrong distance, and people punish her for her kicks. They punish her for naked punches with leg kicks. They punish her kicks with her naked kicks with punches. And when somebody's not chasing her, she has a hard time closing the distance. She made Rose chase her early. If I'm Joanna and I've seen the last couple of her fights, I know she has this. She she has issues with length. I know she has issues with somebody who's not who's not piling on combinations moving forward. I know she has issues with somebody who has good footwork moving away. 
if I'm Joanna, I give that a shot, at least a couple rounds to see if she's adjusted that. Because if she hasn't, I'll just stay at the end of my shots, make her chase and walk her into shots and spin her and turn her all night long. And she's going to have to force me to get out of that. Yeah, Shawana, I don't think she could do that. I I don't know that she can do it either, but there's a clear path to how to beat her. There's a clear path to how to do better. There is, but I don't think she could do that. How about that? Oh, well, that that's fine. I have to look at it from all points of view, but I understand your point. And, I, and to be honest, she's giving, you, she's giving nobody any reason to think she can. But if somebody's telling me there's no way she could win this, no, there's a, there's a way that there's fits a her. Way. There's a way that fits her. Of course actual, there's a way. There's a way, think, that, I, there's a way, but I don't think she can do it. Well, you say there's a way. Like, people just, oh, but, like, I hate to bring this fight up again. People said there was no way Pena beats Amanda Nunes. I was like, there's a way, but nobody saw it. And there's a way that she beats her. She almost beat her in a slugout, in a firefight. She gets into a boxing match, a long-distance striking match. It's a much, much better win for her. It's just a question of how much athleticism and will her body hold up. And I'm not sure that her body will hold up at this stage, given all the war she's been in. All right. We got, we got two other fights here. They're both pretty lousy. First one is at strawweight. It is Silvana Gomez-Juarez versus Na Liang. Holy mackerel, this is a bad one. Silvana Gomez Juarez is from Argentina. She trains at uh, Intram in Mexico. Uh, Didn't she train with Brandon Moreno? Sorry? Did she train with Brandon Moreno? Yes. Oh, yeah. She lost that fight against somebody. I forgot. Like, she got, she was armbarred and she got knocked out late or something. It was, and I can't remember that fight. Anyways, this is what happened. She was supposed to be on Contender Series. And what was going to happen is she was going to lose. And that would be the end of it. But then somebody pulled out of a fight, and she was uh, brought in on short notice. And who the heck she fought? Loopy Gooden Gordon, and she just looked awful. And then she fought a second fight, and she looked awful in that fight too. So she's bad. She loses one more time. Goodbye. Her yeah, opponent maybe. here. Her opponent isn't any isn't really a whole lot better. So basically, basically, she's she's really limited as far as her grappling. In her wrestling, she's more of a, a striker, and she's not necessarily a bad one. She fought Demopolis, and I think if I recall correctly, she had her hurt, and she was winning, and then she just jumped on the ground with her somewhere and got submitted, if I yeah, remember Yeah, 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 yeah. She's just, she's just, she's not a she's, great athlete. She's not that low IQ. Yeah, she, she's, she's, pretty, she's pretty bad. She, she's tough, she, but she doesn't hit really hard. She's not super fast, so she's not really a knockout threat. She's the person who has to fight strategically, almost perfect and not really make mistakes. And she doesn't have the IQ for that. Um, I don't know much about her opponent. Um, I can't, I, I can't imagine if I go by what historically these kind of fighters are, they're mostly strikers and they're sometimes good athletes. Most likely they're more tough than, than dynamic athletes. And they like to throw volume and they like the exchange. She so lost this, she, her, in her UFC debut. She lost to Ariane Carnalosi. Yeah, this should be this should actually be a competitive match. This should be a 50, ground and pound. This should be a 50-50 fight. This, neither neither one's a good grappler. Neither one's a dynamic striker. Both are fairly tough and look for exchanges. Um, unfortunately, you might have to see more of Miss Juarez because there's a there's at least a 50 percent chance she wins this fight. I guess I don't want to see either. How about that? Oh, I'm just letting you know you might have to. All right, and this other fight we got here, which is at featherweight. It is Jocelyn Edwards versus Ramona Pasquale. And uh, Jocelyn is a, is a bantamweight. She's from um, Panama, but she trains at uh, King's MMA in um, Huntington Beach, California. So that's Rafael Cordero. 
And uh, she's nothing special as a fighter, but you know she's obviously fighting at featherweight here when she's a, when she's a um, uh, a bantamweight. So that's not so good. Uh, Ramona Pasquale is from, believe it or not, Hong Kong. So now you know why she's on this show, right? And yeah. but she she trains in syndicate MMA with our boy John Wood. And yeah. she uh, was in Invicta. She's a legit, legit uh, featherweight, but I don't think she's very good. Yeah, I don't think she has bad skills per se. But once again, she is another female fighter who is at best kind of an average athlete, average power, average strength, average physicality with a good with a good skill set and a good coach behind her. So she should come out with a good game plan and a strategy, and her strengths should be maximized and her weaknesses should be minimized. But Edwards, Edwards isn't a great technician, but Edwards is a big, strong, dynamic athlete. Even at Bantamweight, she was a fairly tough athlete. Even at Bantamweight, she was a fairly tough athlete. She just lacked the skills and the skills and the IQ to kind of maximize what she could do. But at this weight class, I don't know anybody who's going to be able to really be able to physically stand up to her. Like, you know, at Bantamweight, Jessica Rose Clark, very gritty, very strong, could kind of fight out of some different spots. Carol Rosa was kind of a gritty, more physical fighter. I don't know that there's many girls at this weight class who can who can kind of stand up to her physicality or her athleticism. She makes a lot of mistakes, but at Bantamweight, you have no room for error. Just like Jessica Andrade. At Bantamweight, Jessica Andrade had no room for error. You move her down a weight class or two, and all of a sudden, people can't get her in arm bars. People can't hold her down. People can't back her up. She's literally running girls over. It's similar to what Jocelyn Edwards does. So I'd probably have to favor Edwards over aggression and just her size. Um, I don't like either it, of them. I don't, I don't like Edwards as a fighter, but as a person, an athlete who fights, she's such a better athlete than most. She's, she's going to be competitive. She's going to she's going to put wins together and she's already, she's already proven that. Ugh, no, thank you. Anyways, that's uh, Saturday. Usual time for pay-per-views. The uh, early prelims, which is where you're going to see those two. Okay. And um, you know what? The uh, weigh-ins are going to be done a little differently than usual. They're going to be live at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Why? Well, I'm not really sure why they're doing it that way. It may be something that's being requested by the uh, I don't know, but uh, there you go. Anyways, uh, that, that show's on tomorrow night. Uh, you can buy it on pay-per-view. And, of course, next day, these fights will be up on my blog, as they always are. Uh, Schwan, you have anything else you want to talk about? I just wanted to make one more point, and we bring this up. We brought this up the last couple of weeks. You, especially in women's MMA, men, are, men aren't as bad about this. A lot of the female fighters need to make sure they're looking out for their own best careers and not looking out for what's most comfortable. When you st- stay with what's comfortable, it can cause you to plateau as a fighter, and most of y'all aren't big enough or dynamic enough athletes to get le- get by with a level three or four skill set. You got to have a, at least a five to six, six to seven. And when, with, with certain camps, they're not developing you. They're not developing the defensiveness. They're not developing the overall awareness. They're not developing the IQ. And when you're a fighter who can't dominate athletically, you have to have those things. You don't have a cheat code to get you into spots and out of spots. You look at Carolina Kovacavich, even though she's fighting a faded opponent, she looks 10 times better than the last time you saw her. I think there's a couple other fighters we had seen who had switched camps, and you see a dramatic difference in how, what they're doing and how they're doing it. So it's something women mixed martial arts fighters have to start taking into consideration. 
Don't go where you're comfortable. Don't necessarily go where your boyfriend is. Look at your career individually and look at your progression realistically and take the steps to assist yourself in getting better. Don't just keep doing the same thing because it's comfortable. And you shouldn't wait. Like we, in my like, Carolina should have done this five years ago. Yeah, yeah. She at least five, at least. But I, I understand her ch- sticking it out for a little while. But at least the last three years, she should have made a change. She the way she, when you're losing like that, when you can't even defend yourself, you can't stay there. There's there's nothing for them to tell you. They have nothing else. They're giving you everything they have. It's the same thing in other sports. I'm a basketball trainer. After a certain point, if I had nothing else to show you, I have to let you go on so you can keep getting better. I can't just keep letting you train with me and taking money and you've hit a plateau, you either need to go somewhere else and find out if I'm the problem or go somewhere else and find out if you're the problem. But we don't just keep doing the same thing, getting the same result. Yeah, I guess so. And trust me, and, trust me, in girls' basketball, it's just like WMMA. It, literally, it echoes the same thing. I work with female fighters, I work with girl basketball players. It's really the same situation in so many levels. All right. Well, anyway, is that it? Yes, sir. Okay. Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Like I said, last weekend's fights are already up on the blog. If you have any questions or comments for my uh, blog or my podcast, you can leave them at voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so. Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.